You are getting ready to listen to the voice of Dr. Radi Ferguson. 2004 Olympian. Four-time national judo champion. Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Author, speaker and coach. What's going on? This is um, Dr. Roddy Ferguson, 2004 Olympian, four-time national judo champion, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and instructor, teacher, author, <laughs> and coach. I would like to talk to you today about something in the sport and realm of judo that can be utilized for development. And I'm, I'm mainly talking about the United States marketplace, although the Hegelian dialectical can be used in the international marketplace as well as I've used it uh, in the Bahamas for development in the Bahamas. Here's what happens in the in the marketplace. The reason why I call it a marketplace for judo is because when you start using words like stealing players or you start using words like poaching or start using words like my athlete or my client or my school, then you're no longer thinking about development in the in the mindset or the framework of a country. You're starting to think of development in terms of a in terms of an egotistical bubble of these are my players, this is my school, this is the way that I do things, and this is my approach, and this is my system. And there's no wrong with having your school, your approach, and your system. However, your approach, your school, and your system does not work within a bubble. The only way that you know that your particular thing works is the same way that you know a match works. If I give you a match, and I don't give you the match book to scratch your match on the back of the book, then there is no fire. There is no way for you to utilize that particular match. The only way that you know that your program and your system and your thing works is because you have people on the outside to measure your thing against. So as important as you believe that your thing and your system and your school is, without the people on the periphery, you have no way to develop. You have no way to gather strength. You have no way to gather data. You have no way to be good. So when we look at the Hegelian dialectic, we look at something called the, the thesis. Your thesis statement or the thesis statement would be what you believe your system is or what you believe and how you believe that you should teach judo. If you believe you should do newaza first or tachiwaza first or you believe that you should do the throws before gripping or gripping for the throws or, you, or, or a certain pedagogical approach that you have, you, your approach is what you believe. Let's just use... Let's just use a quality or common approach that we have in the United States marketplace, which is the grip-based approach. At the elite level, we have a grip-based approach. So you believe in a grip-based approach. Those people who believe in a grip-based approach see the world of judo very differently than the people who believe in a throw-based approach. The throw-based approach looks more random to the people who have a grip-based approach. So if we're going to look at the thesis as being a grip-based approach and the antithesis being you need to learn your throw and be able to throw from everywhere, that would be the antithesis. So let me review it again. 
The grip brace approach is I use a gripping system to get my throw. The throw based approach is you learn seonagi and you learn how to do seonagi no matter where your hands are on the gi. The thesis is grip based approach. The antithesis is throw based approach. Now, both people may see the world differently. The one school of thought that believes in a grip based approach may see things differently. The one school of thought that believes in a throw based approach may see things differently. And here's the thing. The people who believe in a grip-based approach will say, these people over here don't know how to grip. And the people who believe in the throw-based approach will say, they're not doing well because they're gripping too early. And I don't teach gripping until a certain, neither person or neither group is right and neither group is wrong. What you will see is you'll see one area or group of people begin to accelerate earlier or do well earlier, and then the other group catch up and then start beating the other group. And then at the end or when you get to the elite level, you won't know which group is right or wrong because it's going to be based upon the human variable input. Meaning if you got a superb athlete that is input into the system and you give that person the reps and the training, it doesn't matter what system they end up in because of equifinality, they're going to be good. The key is to make sure that you have a quality instructor no matter which approach you utilize. They both meet at the top. Case in point, let's use a throw-based person. Israel Hernandez from Cuba who's in the, uh, who's in the uh, United States as a coach he has a throw-based approach. You learn Uchimata, you learn, you learn Tayatoshi, you learn Selenagi, you learn how to throw it from everywhere. But because you learn how to throw it from everywhere, once you get at the top of the elite level, you then automatically know how to grip because you can throw from everywhere. Then you look at a Jimmy Pedro or Eddie Livy-based approach, with, which is you learn how to grip, and I teach you to throw based upon when your hands are placed. Both of these two models meet at the top. But at the bottom, there's a huge delta in terms, of, in terms of theoretical dissonance. One, one thesis is the other's antithesis, and they don't agree. The key is, is to understand that the dialectical process or the, or the dialectical reasoning will allow those things to meet at the top and synthesize based upon equifinality. That means don't go around saying somebody's approach doesn't work because they teach gripping too early. That would be the same thing as somebody saying, well, that approach isn't working because they don't know how to grip. It's going to be based upon the instruction or the quality instruction or the human input variables into the system. Both will work over a period of time due to equifinality. Now, in the United States, we're not talking about United States anymore. The United States, in the United States, we do not have enough throw-based model people. We have people at the grassroots level who believe in that approach, but they cannot teach it at the top level. There's only one person I know who can teach it at the top level. There's only one. One. Jason Morris. It's the only one that I personally know. I'm not saying nobody else can do it. I just haven't seen it. We know that the grip-based model works, the one that most people in the United States use. The key is to get the two groups in a room at a table together 
and allow them to pre present their thesis and pre present their antithesis and over a period of time create synthesis so that we have some reasoning for judo development. Right now, you can, you can, you can grab my development program. You can grab Pedro's development program. You can grab the development program from the UJ, USJF, USJA, USA Judo. You can grab Jason Morris's program. You can go grab, you can grab anybody's program from anywhere and do anything that you would like to do. But if you're, if you're fighting the program internally, then you're not going to be able to implement the program fully. And what happens is most people fight the program not based upon the, the thing that is written, but based upon the programmer. Meaning if there's anything that you don't like or you don't believe about a person, then you begin to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Not understanding that it is better to disagree on a theoretical basis or on an approach-based basis by presenting the antithesis to the thing than to disagree with the person because there's no synthesis if you disagree with the person presenting the thing. Where we are thwarted in terms of development in the United States is we don't have our best thinkers at the table because we're getting caught up in who the thinkers are instead of being caught up in the information that the thinkers can bring to the table. Those people who are at the, at, in the power positions to put the right people at the table, you're not putting the right people at the table because you're caught up in the people who will be at the table instead of the knowledge that the people who are at the table can bring. The ability to develop in this country is going to be based upon dialectical reasoning and understanding that there's some people who think differently than other people and the thought processes must be respected and communicated in such a fashion so that we can reach synthesis and come up with a universal training program and philosophy for judo in the United States. And until we do that, and until we put the best thinkers at the table, and until we put the best people who are at the table who are equipped to do those particular things, we are going to struggle. Because you cannot have 50 million different sequences going on at one time. It's not going to work. You have to have an antithesis, you have to have a thesis, you have to create synthesis, take that new synthesis, that thing that was synthesized, create a new thesis, and then keep running through the iterative process until you're creating more rounder will. What I do in my particular processes in my dojo is I, I come up with what I believe works. In my bubble, in my mind, I come up with what I believe works. I sketch it out on a piece of paper. I put it in my program. I, 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 create, the, I create the curriculum. I talk with other people about it. I go, I go out to a tournament. I test it. Sometimes it works. And sometimes it fails. If it works, I know it works. It doesn't work universally. I know it works at that level, at that time, at that stage of development. This is where a lot of people get caught. A lot of people do things and they believe that it works because it's working now. But it can work now at a certain level and not work later. It can work now from the age of 7 to 11 or from 6 to 12 and not work from 13 to 17 or not work from 19 to 25 or from 25 to 32. That's what people talk about when they talk about junior level judo and senior level judo or cadet level judo and senior level judo. There are certain things that work. There are certain things that are great.
but they're not going to work on the long term. And a lot of people say, well, I don't teach that now because I'm concerned about making champions later. The problem is, is that the probability of becoming a champion later reduces significantly as the random play reduces. The play at the top level is more ordered. So you can do random stuff like throw right and then do a left side Ogoshi, which is at the top level is garbage, but will work at the cadet and junior level and at the infantile level. And it looks like you're doing great judo. But you are doing great judo at that level. But to have a conversation with somebody who's at another level about the judo that you're doing, you'll be out of pocket and out of order and 100% incorrect. Because good judo or bad judo, and I don't even like using those terms, is based upon the conceptual framework in which you speak. Like my son right now, who's 11 years old, has great judo. For an 11-year-old. But if you look at his judo in totality, his judo would, you'll say his judo sucks. But con based upon the conceptual framework of 11-year-old judo development, his judo is superb. But based upon what he needs to know for the future, no, it's not. The key is to understand that what one person is teaching and what another person is teaching, that doesn't make either one of those people wrong. They can both be right at this time and they can both be wrong at this time depending on their particular goals and what they are trying to accomplish. That's it. But what you have to understand is no matter what you're doing, as, as right as you think you are, you don't know if you're right or wrong until you take the polar opposite of what you're doing and test what you're doing against the polar opposite. And you cannot test it with something that is, that is not equal. Meaning, if you're a quality, great junior level coach, I mean, you're a great junior level coach, great, superb. And you believe in a, in a, in a throw-based system. Throw, 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 look for the. You would have to find your equivalent on the grip-based system to test to see if you're really good as you think you are. Because if you don't do that, then you won't know. Personally, I have a Nawaza-based system. I don't, I don't know of anybody who can, who can test me at this particular level in judo at, the, at my Nawaza-based system. I, I don't know. Have I had some people beat some of my players in Nawaza? Yes. What did I find out that my weakness was? I found out that as good as my Nawaza-based system is, it was missing the component through the training. Something that I know internally but I wasn't doing until I go to the tournament and look at the at the mistakes that I'm making as a coach. I found out that I need to focus more time more, more time on the transition process into Nawaza. And then when I was able to do that, then that refines my Nawaza system. And then I begin to look at the the throws and the approaches that put me into better positions for Nawaza implementation. The, these are the things that you have to do. I, I never sit down and say that so-and-so or somebody doesn't know something. or they don't. 
listen, everybody has some value to add. And just because they think differently than you, and they're the antithesis of what you think, of what your particular thesis is, doesn't mean that it doesn't have any merit. I mean, I sat, I sat at a tournament a couple weeks ago and listened to some dude explain what he would do if his hands were on the gi in a certain situation, and it did not fit anywhere within the grip fighting model that I know that I was taught by Eddie Liddy or, or, or Jimmy Pedro or that I, I've refined. Over the, it didn't fit anywhere in the model. But I sat on and I listened. And it, it, was a hard, it was a hard internal fight to listen because what he was saying didn't, didn't fit any of, the, any of the rules that I had in my mind and it was creating syn syntax errors with me cognitively. But I had to sit down and listen. Because if I shut him off, I don't have the opportunity for synthesis. And if I just say, well, you know, you, you've never developed a youth Olympian or you never coached nobody to go to the Olympics or you never coached a national champion or you haven't developed anybody or you haven't moved more or you haven't. Well, hell, if you keep saying that when people try to talk to you or mention something to you or, or uh, if you'd like to make a comment on a situation you need to put on a referee jacket, if you keep saying things like that, then you're not going to develop on the cognitive side. Because I can tell you this, when the Wright brothers were speaking about flying a plane, they had never flown one before. And everybody who has invented something, when they, when they created it, they had never created it before. And when somebody's talking to you about a thing, maybe they haven't done it before. So to say that, I'm not going to a person because he's never developed XYZ before where the person who the person who has developed XYZ, they started with developing nobody either. So before you throw people to the curb or discredit what people have to offer or what they have to say, understand that their particular perspective or their viewpoint is valuable to the development of yours because every thesis needs an antithesis for development. That is what the Shi'i is for. The Shi'i is not for it to, is not for it to test your skills. There's no, there's no need to, you can test your skill level in the dojo. When you exhibit a move in the psychomotor domain, when it has been taught, and you do it the way that it has been taught to you, you have exhibited skill. You don't have to go to Shi'i to exhibit skill. You go to Shi'i for development and refinement and to find out what you need to work on in the dojo. The person who lines up in front of you at Shi'i is, is basically the antithesis of you because your proposal at the line is that you will win and the antithesis to that is you will lose. I will win. It becomes a zero-sum game and then through reasoning, you guys figure out who wins and who loses, and then once you lose, you go back to the drawing board, you go back, you sit down, you find out what adjustments or changes you need to make, and that is what synthesis is. So, when we look at the process on the high or the elite level in terms of world class or international judo, we have to look at the, at the competitive landscape which we have put forth uh, in terms of a country, United States. And when we sit down after we've gone to Shi'i all around the world, the question is what have we learned and what changes do we need to make? 
where do we need to double down and where do we need to hold and fold? And those particular things require some quality thinkers at the table. And right now we lack diversity in terms of that particular process because diversity doesn't have everything to do with, with skin color. Diversity has to do with thought processes. And until you get some different thinkers in the room, you're going to suffer. Because what we have is we have the same players at the table over and over again. And even when we change up the little dogs, the same big dogs are at the table. And the big dogs who are at the table are going to influence the thinking of the little dogs. This is a control thing and a control mechanism. But what happens is we keep spitting out the same product. And the product that we have is not one that's repeatable. We do not have a scientific flow charter process for development in the United States. Because if you did, it would be repeatable. And it's not repeatable. It should be able to churn out the same thing over and over and over again. I would encourage people at the, at the local level, people at the state level, to get together to do more uh, training camps, to get, to get together and do more uh, cross-training with jiu-jitsu clubs, to get together and do more uh, open mat sessions on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, to get together and talk about your processes and how they differ from somebody else's for, for growth, for synthesis. And then at the, at the elite levels, hopefully we can, we can do this too. We really need to start it at the, at the top and have it move its way down. I'm just not sure how to get the best thinkers in this country in the room for these decisions. Not the most accomplished coaches. They should be there too. But those individuals and some of the best thinkers that we have. This is Dr. Ferguson. Take care and have a super fantastic day.